Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. I am in my apartment in St. Louis, Missouri. Brian is here. What up, Brian? Yo, you're right. We're all wearing gray. We are yeah. all wearing gray. Whoa. Gray, it's the gray day. It's a gray day, y'all. Um, it's uh, post Christmas malaise. Yeah. Ending the year strong. Yeah. Right. Ending the yeah, ending the year strong. Um, with a mm-hmm. depressive color. Uh, Noah is here. What up, Nose? Oh, uh, nose. There yeah, you go. Yeah, people, people sometimes go. I remember Andrew being like, that sounds like you're doing a Jewish slur of some sort. And I was like, that is just not a curse to me. Take it back. Take it back. Only uh, she can call herself that. No, um, I uh, <laughs> do you hate it? I like nose. No, I like it. I do too. Uh, Anytime you, you call me a nickname, I like it. Yeah, I do. I love you the even nickname. Call me the K word, and I would like it. Oh my <laughs> oh, god! Jesus Christ! Remember, we had to walk my mom through that in a very like we had to literally spell it out for her. She's <laughs> like, I know the word. I've never heard in which way it was used. That was hilarious. And you so were like, it, it rhymes with bike, and she's like. Kiki? It's like, no. It's, it rhymes oh, with bike. No. The concept of rhyming? She's so freaking funny. My mom, we went to a party last night. We went to a party at Taylor McGraw, who you know from the podcast. Uh, we went to her house mm. for a, a Christmas party. It was all of her oh, friends. Cool. It was so fun. Taylor's house is yeah. amazing. It, it reminds yeah. you of being in a museum. It has, she has, she collects bugs. So there's like pinned bugs in these like cases everywhere. And then she's obsessed with the JFK assassination. And so there's like, Mm. Uh, newspapers from the day he was shot like she has all these she has like a portrait of Lyndon B. Johnson um, written out from like a a typewriter typed it and then it like looks like his face but it's all just if you look closely it's just words typed and she has uh, tons and tons of books one of which is Anya's dad's book about the JFK assassination and conspiracy that it was the CIA who did it and Anya's dad wrote a giant book about it and we were all like, wow. oh my, and my mom's like, oh my God. 
God, this is Anya's dad's book. Like she couldn't believe it. My dad was getting a little bit jealous. <laughs> jealous? Oh. Yeah, he was oh. kind of like, yeah, one of 30 copies. And I was like, what? I got wow. they had really hot Rowan SEX shade. that night. <laughs> no, they didn't because then we dropped, we dropped my mom. My mom is a party <laughs> animal. Okay. My mom on a Wednesday night in St. Louis <laughs> wanted to go. Afterwards, she's like, we're going to see a Led Zeppelin tribute band. I'm going with Elaine, my mom's friend who like parties with her. We're, Elaine and I are going. Elaine doesn't drink so, but she's like a designated driver. And my mom can get wasted and hang out. And then Elaine can drive her home. And Elaine just like has fun without drinking. Like she's just like, you know, one of those people. I cannot relate to my mom's stamina at 65 years old to want to go to a Christmas party. Then she has a little, she starts imbibing a little bit. She's doing a little jazzy kind of dance every time she walks in a room. We're going, what? This is Jerry's book? (laughs) Oh my God, Taylor. You have Anya's dad's book. Look at this house. Oh my God, there's silk everywhere. She's bopping and booping and she's making us all laugh with all of her enthusiasm. And then- um, This is after she drinks a little bit? Just a little bit, like one or two, one and a half. And she is like, She's Allie she marches around, zips. yeah, the zips, and she she just like a little toy soldier. She's marching around and like yes, she does yes. a little dance in every room, <laughs> and it's everything is this and that, and you aren't get out of here with that. That is the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever. Seen. You know, she's just and Chris, she makes Chris laugh so hard it's almost insulting to me because I've never heard him <laughs> laugh that hard. He just like oh everything gosh. she says is funny. And so then, um, but then after Taylor's party, she's like, I'm having your dad drop me off at Broadway Oyster Bar. I don't care. I'm going to see this Led Zeppelin cover band. I don't give a shit there. And it's her, her friend's son's band. So it, and he's like 40 something. So it's not like, it's like a young, it's they, he's in this, um, he's like a famous St. Louis musician. He's in all these bands, but they do a great Led Zeppelin mm. cover band. Cause we dropped her off at this bar. We could hear it through the bar. It was like kind of an, almost an outdoor ish bar even though it's freezing cold um and my mom is just was raging probably till two in the morning and then came back home and living life just uh, and then i woke up to a text from her at like 8 30 in the morning something about like will you send me that picture from a thing like she's just like she's up and she chugged a diet coke she's ready to go she's back on the back on the i guess she's not back on the horse she fell off the horse last night but she's back (laughs) on well yeah she's back on the horse she's going to goodwills today probably painting a wall up on a ladder. She's just, I love, um, and earlier in the day, my mom came, I had a photo shoot yesterday and I was having an existential crisis and I was like crying and which isn't good for your makeup that you just had applied for two and a half hours. So it's like, I was like <laughs> not having a good time. I just needed somewhere that someone there that like loved me to like help me mm. through it and to be like, you know, everyone there was so nice and so supportive and like so felt bad that I was crying. And it's it's awkward when you're crying about being ugly because people just did your makeup. So you, you're you almost like, it seems like they're com- insulting their work. Yeah, which I was like, it's not your fault. It's God's fault. It's not yeah. what you did. Is it, it's just my, it's, it's God's I said fault it's, that you're bad at makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God made you and made you think you're good at something that you're not. No, I actually had an amazing uh, makeup uh, stylist, Kara Olson, and then um, my stylist uh, for clothing, Megan Perry, shout out to both of them. And they were so lovely and so supportive and helping me with poses and looking up poses and moving chairs and being like, you should try this, like well and above beyond what they were supposed to do. And they were so emotionally supportive. And I wrote them both being like, thank you for like not only your work, but like 
I like started crying at one point. It was just like, cause I just saw things on my face. I don't usually like to look at pictures of myself as I'm taking a picture. People know this about me because I can't yes. convince myself I've changed. If it's, it's an ugly picture in two weeks, I can say, Oh, I've, my skin has lifted since then. Uh, uh-huh. Actually, I don't say that, but it's, if it's like a weight thing, or just like a you look tired thing, I can think, oh, I'm less tired now, or I've lost weight, or whatever. My body doesn't look that way. It's been time since then. But if it's just now, it's like, this is all I have. And so much work went into, this was three hours getting ready, and with a great yeah. stylist, this is the good best it can be. And it's just disheartening. And so I kind of started tearing up, but I wouldn't, I was like, you guys, I have to just go figure myself out for a second. I know and we were pressed for you time. You also have a hard time like especially when they do your makeup if they make you face the mirror and you have to like stare at yourself for two hours yes i know that's hard for you too it is but it's also hard if i don't look at the mirror because then at the they get done and i go what did you do you know like sometimes i i've (laughs) I've had that happen where i look like i'm rupaul's drag race you know like where i've gone oh my god you need (laughs) to take this down and it's much more harder to take off makeup than put it on so Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like, a, and I'm about to start my period. It's just like the worst time. I should look at my calendar when I'm doing a photo shoot and make sure it's not happening uh, in the five days before my period because it can. Right. it's just too emotional. And so I just, I sucked up the tears because there was no point. I was like, can I just go cry really quick? But then I went to go cry and I was like, I saw the bags welling up to produce oh, the tears uh-oh. and I go, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just sucked it up. And I was like, I went back out and I go, I'm just going to pretend I'm someone else. And that's what I did. I turned the screen away. Ooh. Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. I pretended I was Taylor Swift um, and that I was, yeah, I just had to pretend I was someone else because if I, for a second, was like, Nikki, you're badass and you're going to kill it and you just filmed a special and everything's going your way. Like, I can't convince myself of that in this state. Like, just had a hard week. It's not been the week that I've wanted to after my special. It's been a lot of regret and like, why <sighs> did I do this and why didn't I do that? It like, it just sucks when you think something, it is as if I gave birth and my baby is was it was not a good birth right like something happened during the labor and i don't get to have the baby that i thought i was gonna have and i'm not saying i relate to women who have any complications during that but you know i think i think even if you have a healthy baby you expect that first week of like oh i'm not pregnant anymore i think there's you just expect it to be like freeing but instead this has been like Oh God, if I could have, I'm just getting jealous of people who are shooting their specials in March. Like I saw a girl that's shooting her special in March and I'm like, Oh, I wish I had March to to fix the things or whatever. It's just, I'm having that. So it was just a spirally week. And then I planned this photo shoot. My mom came by and it really changed my mood. She was like, so compliment. Oh my God, you are just beautiful. I don't even, I can't even Nikki, what are you doing? This is insane. So she was like saying stuff that I was kind of rolling my eyes out, but it did make me feel better. And then we left there and we went to a thrift store because that's my mom's favorite thing. And I just, she was like, can't believe you're going to St. Vincent de Paul with me. This is crazy. And I go, I would go with you to ask me to go any day. I like hanging out. I have no friends in St. Louis. And I like Mm. Hanging with you. I think you're funny and cool. And we we really have a good time together. But she was just like, I can't believe you're going here. And I got the sweater there. It's an old navy sweater. Ah. I got for eight bucks. Oh, it's cute. brand new and it's extra, extra large. And I love it. And Chris will probably hate it because he doesn't like my oversized looks. I can mm. I, I think men don't oh, like I love oversized looks. On women? Oh, yeah, I love oversized really? looks. Really? I love a I love dressed down. I don't like I like when a woman looks like she it just uh fell through a laundry basket and came out <laughs> the other side oh my god that's really that's, that's sweet because yeah. 
I don't I think when I wear like Jinko like right now Jinko type jeans are back in, you know, really baggy <laughs> yeah. jeans. Oh, like no, wide lane. No, yeah. not with a patch or like the chain wallet and the silver chair yeah. t-shirt. Not yet. And the Mossimo It is so strange hat. how it feels like 90s fashion is making a comeback. It's back, baby, because it's 30 years. Oh Every 30 God. years, it's cyclical. That's why in the, the, the 90s, 60s was like kind of cool, I think. I don't know. Um, or it's like retro. It's now retro, so yeah. retro equals cool. But um, yeah, so I think Chris is not a fan of the Jinko type jeans and any kind of oversized look, mm. but I'm feeling it. I like things being big. I'm... So, I realize one of my, I can relate to people who have autism in the sense of sensory things. I ha used to have it as a kid. I would freak out with socks being too fuzzy. I would be like, get them off. And I would cry. And my mom would be like, she's insane about socks. Like I just couldn't stand these socks I had to wear for these, this Catholic school I went to. And I remember oh. freaking out. And then I would bend my knee sometimes. And the fuzz on the knee that you could see in the silhouette uh -huh. makes me go like, I hate it. I hate it so much. But the, my biggest pet peeve with clothing is when the sleeves are like on are right here on my wrist, like right above the that bone. Oh. Like I need a I want a sleeve like down to my where my pinky starts. Like yes, I want yes. a baggy sleeve that makes me look like I'm a co I'm cozy Blake Lively on a and having a cup of cocoa and the the sweater is touching the cup of cocoa. Like I like to have yeah. my long, long sleeves. I hate when it's just a little yippy skippy is what we called it because I don't know why we just named that in high school when the pants would ride up too high. We'd be like, oh, it's yippy skippy. And then um, I think- <laughs> That makes sense on pants. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's yippy skippy on the arms too. Like if it's too short, uh -huh. oh, I want to- Die! I want to die. So anyway, I got the sweater, and that's not like that. And then, um, mm. my but my mom last night was like, we were walking in St. Vincent de Paul Society thrift shop, and she was like, "Your dad's mad at me. I'm go because I want to go. He's already mad at me." She called him in between the photo shoot in St. Vincent de Paul. It was like a three mile drive, and I guess she called him in that time because we drove separately. She's like, "He's mad at me because we're gonna go. I want to go to the the Led Zeppelin. My dad doesn't like that kind of music. He was like making fun of it. Um." I don't. I can't do a Led Zeppelin song. Your now. dad doesn't like Led Zeppelin. He just thinks he's like some songs are elitist. okay, but yeah, he's an he's like Beatles. Oh, Anything wow. that like made what? the Beatles go like we don't really care anymore. My dad was like not into it. It's as if and he's a musician, so he's like you know. I feel like everybody in his generation loves Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you would think, but I, my dad was such yeah. a Beatles head. It's as it's as if like. It's it's like how Swifties feel about well actually Swifties are supportive of all the artists that come in her wake, but it's mm. kind of like that. Like my dad does, my dad and I disagree on so much when it comes to Taylor Swift. Um, but he doesn't realize we're very similar because of his passion for the Beatles, where he has like a million Beatles books. There's Beatles posters all over. Like you yeah. want to go down on the Beatles just as much as I want to go down on Taylor, and yeah. I don't really want to. That's just a metaphor for. Do you like pussy. the Beatles? Um, yeah, I love the Beatles. Love, love, love. Like I grew up, my dad, like, you know, indoctrinated love, me. Love, love, that was one of their unreleased hits. <laughs> it probably was. Love, yeah. love, love. Wait, <laughs> do you dun, have a dun, favorite dun. Beatles song? Yeah. Um, in my life, I think is my favorite. Oh, what, that's what's a your good favorite? One. Um, Golden Slumbers. Wait, how does that start? Because I Um, it starts with just a uh piano, I think. And then oh, it's, do you play Golden it? Slumbers, feel your eyes. Oh yeah, you know that one. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yes, I do know that song. But if, Golden Slumbers, most underrated Beatles song. I will. Feel your I think. Eyes. And then what is the yes. chorus though? 
Sleep pretty darling, please oh, don't. Yeah, well, then yeah. it goes into Carry That Weight and then it goes into The End. Th- that's why I love that song because it's like eight different songs in one song. And yes, that's why yes. I can't uh, pin it down. But yeah, that song is fucking great. My favorite, yes. which I posted about on my Instagram story lately. It's not, that sounds like that's the name of the song, but I posted lately about it, I think, when I was doing oh. press for F-Boy in uh, LA. I was at the Spotify Center doing a podcast and I was in a waiting room and they had all the Beatles lyrics printed up. And I instantly found, or and, and, not the lyrics, but the description of how each song came to be. And my favorite is um, uh, the one about, I'm gonna, you'll get you in, uh, the, no, if I catch you with another man, that's the end. Little girl, I've talked yeah. about it a million times on this podcast, but I obsess oh, okay. with that. Like, I'd rather and, see uh, you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. <laughs> you yeah, better yeah, keep yeah. your head, little girl, <laughs> or you won't know where I am. What the fuck? He's telling her, you better watch out. I'm watch coming. I'm going to kill your life. you. Yes. 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 Song. Run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. If I catch you with another man, that's the end. Little girl, <laughs> and then it's like boom, 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 festive. Um, yeah, that's a Nobody great song. Nobody told him to add to say and. Ah, I know but he just added that. I love when musicians make choices like that, where you're like, "What the yes. fuck is that?" Yeah. I do have to say that um, uh, when people say "May," like um, you were looking at May, like in Out of the Woods, Taylor Swift oh, goes, "You yeah. were looking at May," and it's you were looking at May instead of me. It's because yeah. me sounds very bad when you sing it. So as a person right. who takes singing lessons, I've learned that people will say different um, things in, in lieu of the actual word. So Ariana Grande does it a lot. She just, she does, is very experimental with the words she chooses to sing. Um, but yeah, that it's gonna be May. He just leaned into May oh, a little yeah. bit more than it's mm-hmm. gonna be me. No one wants to hear me. E. It doesn't sound That's like a warm up. Pleasing, isn't it? Do re mi, do re mi. Yeah, I guess it is. But me sounds bad. Like there's this Taylor Swift song, the August song. Back when we were still changing for the better. Hold on, wanting was enough for me. It was enough for me. It was enough. Still live for the mm. hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you call to meet me behind the mall. So much for summer love and saying us, cause you weren't okay, cause you weren't mine instead of mine. Cause you weren't mon to lose. So you say mon, mon like to, a Jamaican. Yeah, mon. So every time you I sing that mon. song, I have to remember to say, because you mm. weren't mine to lose. Because if I said, because you weren't mine to lose, it goes like, Yay! and then it makes your, oh, you like, I can hear it. and it's not as pleasantly sounding. You sound like a season sorry if you do that. Because you weren't mine to lose. <laughs> oh my God. The Beatles, the Beatles have a song called Maggie May, and they sing it. Oh, dirty Maggie me, because they don't want it to sound. <laughs> oh, right. You got to do it the other way. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I like that that's a lot. That's what I was implying with that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I liked it. At first, I was, I don't know that Maggie May song. I oh, just know. Oh, dirty Maggie May. I think it, that's I don't it like that song, I think. And I also don't like no. Hey Bulldog. I'm sorry to anyone uh, who yeah. likes Hey Bulldog. Hey Bulldog. Oh, yeah. I forgot that song me even no existed. Like. Yeah. But some quick Beatles trivia before yeah, the break. Yeah, please. So you know the song "The End," which is the third act of the trilogy, "Golden Slumbers," carry that weight. The end. In the end. Ding. To love yeah. you. Yes. Um, so that song was actually the last song the Beatles together ever recorded, <gasps> and it was the end. And it wasn't Whoa. the last song they released though, because they released the albums out of order. They did "Let It Be" after, 
They did Abbey, uh, Road. Abbey Road. Right. And But they recorded but, Abbey Road before. Rec- yes. So Holy the last song shit. that they ever recorded was together, all together, was The End. Which is pretty cool <gasps> That's trivia. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Do you like the new song that um, Now and Forever, what's it called? Then and now and then, it's their new release that just they compiled. You know, oh, they put together I, a bunch of old recordings. I have it's not the last heard it yet. of the the tracks that will ever come out of the Beatles. Like they're not going to yeah. squeeze the well, sponge I remember there anymore. Was Real love, which Real is one of my favorite yes, songs ever. Is. Yeah, it's like God damn that, that motherfucker! Song is so fucking good. Yeah, that Real was love like is came amazing. out in 1997 or eight or something like that. That was with the anthology, and then the first anthology song though was. Um, Real yes, Love was the is. second one. No. No. No? It was a different one. Because red is the color that My will make me blue. blue. In, spite In spite of you, of you. it's Isn't true. That, uh, yes, that no, a, yes, it is, is on a, uh, yes, it is is on an album. I can almost oh, okay. guarantee it. Uh, let's go oh. to break and we'll figure this out when we get back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. 
Welcome back to the show. Okay, the other Beatles anthology song was Free as a Bird, which I love because John Lennon sounds so spooky in it because they don't have his like the recording shit. So it's like Free as the Bird. It's the yeah. next best thing. To- it's so good. Oh, when those when songs that came piece out, of shit shot John Lennon. Ugh. He like killed the equivalent of a thousand people or something. I mean, what a what a what a theft on humanity to steal that man. You know, at least I, George Harrison was stolen by God, but yeah. John Lennon was stolen by a man. He was stolen and by that's just cancer. Yeah, which I guess God gave him. Yes. And it's for just all that like, dope he smoked in the 60s. We don't know if the Beatles were going to ever, but I bet you the Beatles would have gotten back together a in the 90s or percent, something. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. No reunion. question. The only people that don't get back together for money is the Oasis brothers. Those two are like really, <sighs> I can't believe. Not, um, not enough money hasn't been offered for those two to settle their grievances but um you know the beatles would have been totally gotten back together because yeah. you might see them back with ai yeah oh you're right that will happen um fuck that but you're like they're not gonna make new beatles songs that are you know they might be able to same. do it with ai oh my god i don't believe ai is... is capable of doing anything artistic that's good really that's right doesn't yeah, mean no, they because... won't make it it doesn't mean they I'll won't try, make it. I agree with you. I, I, I know that AI is making a lot of music now and beats and stuff like that, but I feel like there's two things that AI can't do. One is they can't make anything truly original because everything is taken from other artists and cobbled together. Number two, they can't have human experiences. Mm. Therefore, the art that they're creating is based on nothing. And I feel like art but can't they is an learn interpretation about having human experiences life. from observing, from, you know, consuming all of our media and writing and it can only mimic what other it's, it's just, it's just all AI is right now is just predictive. It's just a prediction engine. It's just Fuck. predicting what the next word most highly probable would be after the previous word that was said or whatever programming or however they're doing it. But it's it's not anything. It's not creating new experiences. It's not experiencing anything. It's not conscious in any way. Yeah. It's just probability. Like if I say the, it's like it's basically like a really advanced version. You know when you're texting on your phone <gasps> and it gives you like yes. And it gives you Can we like, play that game? Can we oh, play the game? game? Oh my god, it's so That's fun. Basically, what That's my favorite game. Doing, okay, so I am going level. to pull up. I'm gonna write to Noah. Okay, so what you do is you pull up your phone. If you have an iPhone, if you have a Droid, what the fuck are you even listening to this podcast for? I don't even want your <laughs> you guys to listen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I Droid phones actually take better pictures by far. Um, okay, so I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pull up Noah. And I'm going to put in, okay, so it's starting with my predictive thing is the, and I like to do it where I press sometimes the left one, sometimes the right one. I mix it up, but I blindly mix it up. So I'm not looking. So I'm going to make a text. Instead of Noah, I think you should pick someone on your phone that's not involved in this conversation. Really? No matter what it says, you're going to have to send it. Okay. (gasps) I just did one for you, Nikki. And it's someone who won't get mad. Okay. I don't think you should pick me because mine that I just did for you is just, hi there, just wanted you to see how you're feeling today. <laughs> oh my God, that's okay. good. That's wow. so you and me. Because also yeah. it, it kind of starts almost like you're like, hey, I just want to make sure those files uploaded. If if you could check, like, it's still like, hey, not a big deal. I know you have a lot going on today. Like that's, I would predict Noah's would be like, hey, it's always understanding of my circumstance plus asking me yeah. for something plus a caveat of like, you don't have to do this now. It doesn't really matter. I love you. It's always like, she's the best friend a person could ask for. Like, 
God. I, lo- I love it. Okay. So I'm going to pick. Why don't you send a text to Kirsten or something? Okay. I'll send it to Kirsten. She'll be so confused, but she's probably teaching a Pilates <laughs> class right now. So I have time before she starts. Okay. So I'm, I'm pressing it blindly. You have to do at least until a sentence is formed. No, I'm doing it times. like so much. I'm going okay. and I'm going fast. Okay. Oh, there's some emojis right. coming in. Wow. You got emojis in there? Oh my God. This is okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. The only way I could do that was if I could find someone to help you with your car payment. I could get it paid for you. (laughs) If you would rather, I can pay you for it. If I can do that and you don't have a problem, I just want you to be honest. I just don't know if I can help you. You can help you out if you're not busy or not. If you're busy, just let us be friends. I love you. I hope you're okay. Wow, that really encapsulates a Nikki Glaser text. I can I pay you. I'll let you know when I can pay you. <laughs> it's no problem. But can I pay you? And I love you. And I'm just very busy. And I hope you're well. And you wanted to be honest. Too. Oh, yeah. And I want you to be <laughs> I mean, that could not be more Nikki Glazer. <sighs> I just have to write. That's a game we played on the pod. Okay. That is so funny. All right. Okay. No, Ryan. Who are you going to Oh, yeah. No. Who are you going to do? Noah, you got. Uh, I don't know a lot of your circle, but you could do your husband. Yeah, I think you uh, do your husband, or you could okay. do Kirsten. You do Kirsten too. Do Kirsten okay, too. I'll do Kirsten too. Yes. Oh God, <laughs> she's gonna get so many. Damn. She's gonna get her car paid Wait, off. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna erase the thing that I said. I'm playing a game. Damn it, I'm erasing it. Oh my God, mine is so boring. Oh no. Okay, so okay, here we go. I just pushed the the middle one. Okay. Hey there, I'm on the road. I should have an hour and a half before I'm back to work. I will text when I'm leaving and I'll text when I leave and I can come get the car if that's cool and I'll be home by five. <laughs> oh my god, the car payment. I talked to her. She's gonna be so good. Wow. Oh, so Nikki's car. paying for the car and no one's gonna go pick it up. Two disparate texts about this car payment that she's gotta be wow. honest with. Again, I like how Noah's is Noah. We can tell when you text, it's mostly about alerting people to like let them know that something's gonna happen, <laughs> right? Like you're you're yes. you use your phone for like the reason it should be used is like, hey, I'm going to arrive at this time. This is stuff you need to know. Um, I really like that. Okay, Brian, do you want Kirsten's number? <laughs> do you have her number? I don't think. Hello, I have the car. Why are you here? You have to pick it up. <laughs> What's her number? Oh wait, you can't tell me your number on the. Yeah, I could. We could just bleep it. Do you want to do it? Yeah. I'll okay. Text okay. Kirsten. Okay. Here we go. You, oh. sh- did you just do middle, Nikki, or did you do first and third and middle, or whatever you want? I went all over. I went like like I was just like okay. pressing very feverishly fast. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Please you are tell me. Not gonna fucking no believe way. This. No, no way. It's listening then. I'm a little late. Clock emoji to this one, <laughs> but I'm gonna go and see if they are available for a little visit tomorrow morning. I will be there to get it, and then I can get the car. No way! Oh no way! Stop it! I am not. Hold look. on. Hold the fuck on. Wait, send you it. See that? Send it. And it's a, Whoa, and a car, car emoji. And a car emoji. Okay, I'm going to text her now. You just got a random text from Brian Frangi because we're on the <laughs> podcast and we're sending predictive texts of what our phone would think to send you, period. We each had a text predict 
that we should send you something about a car, period. Be on the lookout for car stuff today. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's cursed and not us. Oh, weird. When I said car car. here, when I wrote car stuff, when I dictated it, it was C-A-R-R, like Alan Carr. Oh, well, that's or how you Jimmy Carr. Oh, whoa. That's so fun. Everyone should play that. When you're bored and have nothing else to do on your phone, play predictive text games with your friends. Because sometimes yes. Chris and I used to do it so often that I would always know if I got like a giant, te- you know, tower of text that it was that. And then you just read it and you go like, oh, my God. I want to see what I would say to Chris. Let's just see where our relationship is at today. Is it oh different for who you're texting? Or I think is it so. just based on real? I, I really it's do. It's just based on cars. <laughs> oh wait! Which, wait, this fucking what kind car, of car. You guys, car is coming up again. No, maybe because it hears us. No, I, I. Do you think it's hearing us and it's saying we're well? No, because it's not hearing you. Because the, I'm hearing you through my headphones and my exactly, phone. Exactly, it doesn't know. The only way I could get the job is to go back in and get my car serviced, and so I can. <laughs> <laughs> and do the work for you but you will have a good night i will see if you want me to if not i'll get you something else i don't care about that but you know what you don't have a job and you can do whatever i don't want you know i love you that you have to that you have to work for a lot and you have a job and i don't care if i have a problem it's so I feel like I'm a good person based on these things. I feel like I'm a very empathetic. This is an empathetic person's uh, predictive AI texting. You're trying to explain how you feel. You're saying that you love the person regardless. And you just (laughs) want to fix the problem. And if it needs to, if you need to pay for it, you will. And the thing is, my car needs to be serviced so bad, you guys. It is leaking oil onto the engine, then it's burning. And then the burnt oil smell travels into my nose. I really am getting brain damage probably from breathing in this, but it's not actually like ruining the car. The car drive, it's just ruining me. (laughs) You gotta get a new car. Dude, I, I do. It is so embarrassing to pull up in this car in this town. <laughs> People think I'm like a big like deal. A and then I yeah. I pull up in my mom's beat up Lexus, which is a nice Lexuses are so nice. It but it's drives from like perfectly. 2003. It's so old. And it's like really dented up. I backed into a trailer, it poked a hole through the back bumper, so it looks like I have a bullet hole back there. <laughs> it, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but um But anyway, last night, so my we go to this. We need a picture shop. of this car, please. You sh- oh my god. I will. I'll. I'll give you one. Like people need to see what I'm. It is a faded, dusty green, so it always looks dirty. Like it's kind of dusty green that you can't. It can't look clean. And also, I don't like that this happens, but I. It needs a whitening for its lights. Like it's almost like teeth are are like the lights of a car, and my cars are are yellowing. Like the lights are yellow, so oh. it always looks yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah. Always. And um, yeah. It it drives like a dream. It's so smooth, and I love it. But I really need a new car. I. I have a feeling Chris and I are going to find one over the break and I will have a new car mm. soon and I will feel amazing about it and you guys will hear about it so much. I will text you about it all the time because that's all my phone wants to even talk about anyway. Um, but yo, so yo, yo, so let yo, <laughs> Fucking my phone needs to learn that. Yo, we're at St. Vincent de Paul, yo, and we are right. drifting. And my mom's yeah. like, your dad's mad at me because I want to go to this uh, oyster bar to hear this band and your dad doesn't like them and I go mom and, and this is what the you know when we were talking the other day about do you ever feel like you're counseling your parents I always just and this helps me a lot with my relationship I go 
the things I see my parents repeatedly argue about and complain about within their marriage, it's like they knew both these things. They knew all of these things about each other when they got married. And there's this delusion that somehow along the way in 42 years of marriage that someone's going to change. And I go, mom, dad married a party animal and a woman who likes to party. And he can't, it does make sense to think that your wife would mellow out into her 60s, <laughs> but she, he has, she hasn't, she's a party animal. And I go, dad has to reckon with that. He has to just realize that you like to party. And also he benefits from that so much because my dad does like to party and they both stay up late and play music into the night, into like three Aww. in the morning, a lot of times with their alone? friends and stuff. Yeah, uh, they'll do it alone. Oh my God. That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, they they love staying up late and playing music. And they're not like deeply unhealthy people or like, you know, they're not um, you know, oh, horrible so booze cute. hounds. They're just they like to have yeah. a good time. And it's like it's I love coming from that kind of stock of people who just like like a good party. But my my mom likes to party a little bit hardier than my dad. She likes to drink a little bit more. She likes to get mm. shwasted, which your your girl relates to. Uh, my mom likes to get a little blackout, and um, and you know she's gonna be having dementia soon, which her that will be her being blackout all the time. <laughs> like you know when grandmas get like they forget stuff, and people just go oh, but when people who drink to blackout get drunk, everyone's like you don't remember that, like they punish you for it. So mm -hmm. I think it's yeah, I always um. I, well, one of them's you're you're doing, and the other one is. I don't is, think it's uh, your fault that you want to drink to blackout. Well, sure, sure, you want to get into that. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, you yeah, know how I okay. feel about that stuff. Yes, yes. Nothing's interesting, nothing special, and everything's not your fault, but also it is. Um. So yeah. Anyway, it, it was just an interesting conversation of, and she kind of was like, "Thank you. Yeah, you're right. You know." And then, um, and then later on, I was like, "Dad, are you mad? We're driving her to this bar," and he's like, "I'm not mad. I get to go home, be alone in peace." It'd be nice. <laughs> I was just like, he's mad about it. But um, yeah, they're just a, they're just cuties, and they went to this party. It was so fun going to a party he's with my go parents. Go home and start working on his conspiracy novel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trying to match Anya's dad. And get thirty one sales. I was just like, is someone <laughs> jealous? I called him out. He goes, I kind of am. And I was like, I thank you for admitting you're a little bit threatened by this, like a friend of mine whose dad did wrote a book. And then I was thinking about like, God. You ever look at all these books and just go like, I can't believe people no. wrote this many books. Yes. Like, someone had to sit yeah. down. It is so hard to write a fucking book, man. Yeah. And so yeah. many people have done it. And I think it's even harder now because there's less to do. Back in the olden days, like that was just kind of what, there's not much to do. When you got a typewriter, yeah, that a was typewriter. like, yeah, that was like scrolling on your phone. People would be yeah. like, oh, you're wasting your life writing that book over there on the typewriter. <laughs> All you're doing is just typing. Um, I, I, That's how I feel, especially about like nonfiction books. Like every couple of years, some random politician that was just like in the State Department will write a 300 page book about yeah. like the year. And it's like, man. And then, you know, people in the, people read that book that year and then it's just a waste. And then it's just. I mean, isn't that everything though? You put so much effort into it and then it's yeah. just fleeting. I saw this really uh -huh. interesting thought experiment today on Instagram. I put it on the girls chat, but it was this girl. It started out really annoying. I like hated her. She was just like, let's do a thought experiment. And I love thought experiments because they're usually, I've always heard thought experiment. I first in uh, enjoyed or heard the phrase thought experiment from Sam Harris, who is obviously the most intellectual person I could imagine. And so I liked them at first because they just, they're usually philosophical questions that make you go, oh my God, they totally turn your world around. And this one actually interested me. So this girl was talking about, imagine 
your life is fast forwarded and all of a sudden all of the things in your life just flash by in a second. Like the seasons change and you're, you're watching the earth spin and you're seeing the seasons change and the, the sunrise and sunset and it's going so fast and all of the birthdays and, and anniversaries and celebrations and Christmases and everything just, and then all of a sudden you're there at the end of your life and you're laying in bed at the end of your life. It's the last day of your life. You've arrived at it and your consciousness is going through every single day of the past 90 years of your life. And it decides to pick one day to pull up for you to watch again and to relive. And suddenly you are in, let's say it's to, that day is today. You right now watching this at home, it's today, right now that it picks up. And wouldn't you want that day to be something where you're not laying in bed, scrolling on a phone? Wouldn't you want in your 90-year-old self, you get to one more day be in a younger body with this young skin and the young hair and your flexible joints and your strong bones. Wouldn't you want to go do something with that body that's like walk outside and breathe in the air, which is probably at 90, not really breathable because you can't go outside anymore. Don't you want to go look at animals that are probably extinct? I'm adding all of these things because I believe in a more dystopian future than this girl probably did. But don't you want to go look at animals? Don't you want to go call up someone who's now long dead and you haven't talked to in 30 years since they passed away? Don't you want to go do that? And it really, for whatever reason, at first I was rolling my eyes and then I was like, man, this is like really tracking for me because I, mm. I, I all of a sudden put myself in my 90 year old body when all of my friends are dead all of the people that are now currently in my life are gone <sighs> long gone and I was like I need to go see my fucking niece and nephew today like I, it created the surge in me that well, after I get done with still. yeah they'll probably actually they will be okay I shouldn't you gotta go see, go that. see some you. older people I gotta go <laughs> hang out see with them my you mom will probably still be trucking yeah yeah I shouldn't yeah I could see them then yeah. They'll be there holding up the simulation for me to watch. I don't know if they'll have to hold up an iPad for the simulation, but they'll be there. Um, yeah, I go to a Led Zeppelin cover band. That's what I would do. Right, that's li that's living, baby. Yeah, what my mom living. is doing is living, and that's not well, to say you know that scrolling isn't fun. I like scrolling on my phone. There's Scrolling's no shame fun. in that. I like going on Reddit. I like listening to podcasts. I like being in bed in the dark. I like those things. It is okay, mm -hmm. but spending your whole day doing that not okay. You know, like. Even if you suffer with depression, like try to do something that gets you out so that if that day is the day you choose at the end of your life, which we don't know that this is a thing that even happens, that there's something in that day that you go, whoa, I get to feel my body. I get to be young again. I get to be around people that I love again and 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 enjoy the world that once was. I thought that was kind of just a yeah. way to enjoy no, that it. That is cool. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it. I've had, I had a belief um, a few times where when you die, you just start re-watching your entire life. What, one thing I think is that what if hell is you have to redo everything you did in your life except everything is grouped together. So like, let's say you ate turkey sandwiches, you ate a thousand turkey sandwiches over the course of your life. Okay. In hell, you have to eat 1,000 turkey sandwiches in a row before you can move on to the next thing. Let's say Whoa. you um, I don't like this. Went, took poops for, you know, uh, 780 hours total. Then you have to poop for that long in hell. Or let's say you had sex for, and because ev everything's bad if it's long enough. So that it's all things added together in a row. That's one thing I've thought before. Well, I was watching this girl yesterday, a girl I follow, Katina Kilo, Kilo Katina, Kilo, Kilo, Kilo Tequila. No, no. Kilo Katina Kilo eats. Katina eats, I think is her name. But she does, she's like a, um, 
you know, she eats a bunch of food on Instagram. She's not a mukbanger necessarily. She just does food challenges all over the world. And she's so adorable. Uh-huh. She looks like Noah. Oh. She and she is a bot like has been a bodybuilder before. And I'm I'm guessing she does some kind of MMA. But she also met her husband, who is also a food competitive competitive eater through the competitive eating like community and she met him and they would do videos together just like we're friends and then they just like started dating it was so cute you you could tell they they got together to like because they probably had like a crush on each other but didn't need to it was just you know it's like how comedians sometimes like start dating and you can see like a podcast where they first met or whatever it's just it's Ah. fun to see that kind of stuff in the like the nascence nascence of their relationship anyway so katina kilos Whatever, um, she ate uh, a deep dish Chicago pizza the other day and a giant mm. thing of beer and a giant pizza and a thing of fries. And I was like watching it because I was like, damn, that looks good. Like my my vegan yeah. self is just like, oh, that cheese pull because the cheese pull was just like, Ugh. it was so good. And um, And then it got to a place where she was, you know, it was like her hell where she was eating this pizza and you could just tell she was just like, Oh, like it's so funny how something so amazing can go from being like the greatest thing in the world to like, if I have another bite, I'll die. Yeah. And I hate it so much. I used to feel that all the way, all the time with Skyline Chili. I used to always binge too much of it as a kid. And then I would be like, how can I love something so much? And then I hate it. It is all things. Yeah. Fuck. Too much of anything is bad. That's why separate bedrooms, dog. People been oh, writing me about yeah, separate shit. bedrooms. Ah. Did you see? Did, did you see a thing? There was some kind of study that came out that like, well, first of all, who? Cameron Diaz says she does separate bedrooms in her relationship. No, really? Was it her? No, no, no. When no, I looked no, closely, no, no. wait, no, 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 no. She no. wants. She she says we should normalize the conversation. Mm-hmm. She says there's nothing bad if you sleep in separate bedrooms, but here, and here. she said. She said this was her opinion before marriage, but she also said, which I feel like is kind of like like a little bit assuming that your marriage is bad if you do it. She's like, my marriage is so good right now that we don't need to do ah, it. Fuck yeah, you, that's judgment. not good. That's judge. Fuck you. Oh my God. You should have seen, like you read the comments about just the headline that seemed like she was just in support of separate bedrooms for a healthy relationship. And you should have uh-huh. read the comments. It's just like all of these threatened fucking dads, chads and brads to quote Taylor oh. Swift that are like the uh if you want to unhealth well I actually don't need this cuz I love my wife I, my husband uh-huh. and I don't need this because he loves me and it's just like you guys are so fucking threatened and I bet you anything people commenting that you everyone Good maybe love. your husband loves you but everyone else in your life hates you it's the yeah. and he is stuck <laughs> with you you are a terrible person the, there's the there are the worst people commenting on Instagram things. If you want to see the wor- the dregs of society, look at any comment um under like the Daily Mail's Instagram. It's truly or e mm-hmm. or e news, any celebrity news. I'm so embarrassed to be someone who likes this kind of stuff because the people that comment on it are seriously the dumbest, moronic, most judgmental, miserable creeps oh you've ever part imagined. Of me thinks they're fake. A part of yeah. me thinks it's just like to dumb us all down like a big conspiracy. They're real people, dude. They, I think they're real. They, they I want to keep talking are. about separate bedrooms, but yesterday you posted a, um, God, I forgot the comedian, but you posted that he was on the airplane and he caught two people. Oh, listening. Adam Ray. It was Adam Ray. Caught two people. Why don't you describe it, Nikki? Oh you, my you found God. It. Okay. Well, but then I have let, me s- let me describe it when we get back from break because it, yeah, it, it, I would love to hear your addition. We'll talk about Adam Ray's Instagram post that I was like, I, my comment was, I have to text you immediately to find out what the rest of the story happened. 
And I'll tell did you what you? I texted him after this. Yes. And, okay, I, and I did I did not find out because it's, yeah. Okay. But uh, we'll talk about it after this. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good okay so we're back so adam ray yesterday posted a video of him um filming a couple watching a movie full volume on their phone together and he's sitting next to sandy danto his opener i'm guessing um and sandy danto he puts the phone he's filming the couple you can't see adam and then he moves it on to sandy and sandy's just laughing like i can't believe this kind of like eyes wide open like holy fuck and then he goes back to the guy the guy then takes a a handful of peanuts or cashews or whatever eats some of it and as he's eating it he kind of catches that adam's filming him and he looks over and he just stares at him down for probably like five seconds and then adam just goes it's so loud it's so loud. And then the woman looks over and, and then she suddenly starts turning it down. She's like, he goes, no, 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 it's fine. It's just hilarious. And then the, it cuts off. So I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck happened after that? It was a perfect approach. Adam Ray, I love Adam Ray 
so much. If you aren't following Adam Ray on YouTube and Instagram, you don't know what's up. He is one of the funniest, most quickest guys out there. His character work is hilarious. He does Dr. Phil live at the comedy store and he puts up those live shows. He did one with Bill Burr. He did one with Santino, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee recently. They are so funny. He is so quick. His crowd work is amazing on his standup. He did this one clip where he was asking about someone's son, like son or oh daughter. Oh my God. Did you remember that one? That made me cry. I know, right? Hold on. That, I'm trying to I went through like a whole roller coaster of emotions. Really? You did? Okay. Yeah. So he so he asked about this person's kids and they're like, they're like, what is your what does your son do? And they're like, oh, whatever. And they're like, what does your daughter, what does your other son do? And he's just like quiet. And he goes, this guy doesn't even know. He doesn't even know what a son does. He doesn't even give, give a fuck about a son. It's not exactly that, but it's something like that where the guy like yeah. didn't answer him. So he didn't, like, Adam assumed like, you don't even know where your son lives or whatever. And then the wife volunteers, our son is dead. And so, and they're with a live band. So Adam is like jamming out. Oh yeah, he was singing. He's singing this. this as he's going. So he's like, Oh, fuck. What did I do? What did I do? This is weird. Where do we go? What do we do? I don't know where to take this song. And then he's like, but then it turns around at the end. Didn't you love the end? Wasn't, wasn't it emotional? Because then he's, because yes. Adam's a sweet guy. He's never going to go harder in ever. He's like, he's one of my favorite people, but he's, um, I'm getting emotional thinking about it now too because it's awkward for a second, but the band is still going and everyone's kind of freaking out that this woman just like, but she seemed okay with it, saying it. So they were it both fine. So lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, I just want you to know that my son would love this. Her dead yeah. son. Oh, and he goes, That's it. Yes. And then uh, any, that's my trigger. If there is a dead person that is being talked about like they are there and like that they would like have an opinion about what's happening presently. It started with Forrest Gump where it was like, Jenny, you'd be so proud. When he said that, like a, pr a dead person being <laughs> cognizant of what's happening, I can't handle it, dude. I can't fucking handle it. So then I started crying at that part too. But then they started going like, what's your son's name? And they're like, Max. And they're like, let's give it up for Max. Let's give it up for Max. And then the whole crowd is like, let's give it up for Max. And then it's like this whole crescendo of like this, this thing that could have gone so wrong becomes like this beautiful moment with the whole crowd. And it was just such a, I couldn't believe, I thought it should have gone so vi vi more viral than it did. So go to Adam Ray's um, Instagram and watch that clip and then watch the clip of him walking, which means uh, if you walk someone as a comedian, it means they walk out of the room. So it's not a good thing necessarily. Like that means they're that's offended or they're yeah. offended or they got upset oh. or like they left. So if you walk a room, it means like the whole room walked out on you. And that's like uh, the worst thing that could happen as a comedian. It's like, oh, he walked the room, you know, the whole room left. Um, yeah. And normally, McDonald famously would walk half the room like at shows up until his death. Like he would always offend people, which is so great because they would go to see him as like, that's the SNL guy. And like, we loved he's from TV. And then they would be horribly offended. And it was like a, a point of pride for for him, I'm sure. And, and comedians that would like revel in watching these people like not not get norm in the way that we all do. But um, so Adam was Adam should never walk anyone because Adam is uh, an inclusive comedian who's like just having fun up there, but also taking some chances and just being he's great at crowd work. So he's doing crowd work and it was a Christmas party for this law firm. And he said something to a guy and was like, what do you do at the law firm? And he was like, uh, maintenance work. And he made some comment about like maybe that it's, it's hard work or it's like, man, that's hard labor. He made some kind of comment that it was like, I couldn't do that. Like, oh, that sounds rough. And he kind of wasn't disparaging about it, but it was, you know, commenting on the fact that maintenance men isn't like the most cushy job at a law firm, correct? So 
then one guy like stood up for the maintenance man was like, why don't you talk about your own job? Or like, yeah, because it's so easy because you're up there. And he's just like, wait, what? Like the guy just flipped out. So then a- Adam tries to go, hey, you're drunk. Like, it's okay, man. I want you to stay. Like, don't get upset. And the guy was just staring him down. You can like see this guy looking at him. And then the the whole law firm decides to get up as a, a unit and leave the DC improv. What? He walks 42 people in one it within 10 minutes and oh, it's wow. so wild and hilarious. And I usually don't like watching those videos of like, watch this comedian handle this heckler. Like I don't ever watch those videos, but Adam Ray con- consistently gr- puts out great stuff, but I loved this plain moment. And I wrote, I wrote Adam immediately. And I said, I couldn't say it on his comments cause I knew people wouldn't get the joke, but I'm like, you're as much of a hero as the let's roll guy from nine 11. <laughs> and Chris didn't know that reference. And I was like, Oh, there was a guy in nine 11 when they took down the hijacker plane and crashed it instead of it crashing into a building. They he- overheard him. You know, it's, it's lore. We don't know for sure. He said it, but we, there's one guy that was like, when they were getting at the boiling water to go pour on the terrace, they, he went, let's roll. And so that became like this anthem of like a hero's response. So I said, you were up there with the let's roll guy as a, as a joke, because obviously he's not, but, um, and I said, what else happened? And he just goes, yeah, it was insane, man. So I didn't press further, but I'm like, God, I want to know more. I'll find out in person. <laughs> what did you want to say about it, Brian? Well, the comments underneath. There, there, there's three top no, comments. No, I can't handle it. If anyone was defending that couple, I can't fucking handle it, Brian. Uh, well, do you want me to just yeah, stop? No, stop the podcast? No, no, don't stop. But I literally, <laughs> I can't. I didn't even read the comments because I go, no one this is going to not this be on the, our side. I lost faith in humanity when I read these comments. So the first comment on the top is your comment. Uh, I'm texting you for full story now. But then the second comment is, am I the, this is from, uh, I don't say their name. Am I the only one that is having a hard time finding why this is a big deal to others? Are you fucking kidding me, lady? Are you fucking man. kidding me, man? Yeah. And then there's 239 replies to that comment trying to explain to him why it's inconsiderate and rude, and he's arguing with all of them. So I don't know if he's trolling and he's just trying to work people up, but I really... This is... this. Hopefully this is the only comment that says that, right? Like, there aren't more people that are on this person's side, right? Are there how many likes does that comment have? Um, sixty-eight. That and is he's problematic, saying, dude. That's that's not good. That's too many likes. He he goes on in his own comments. Woo! Put in your earphones. Y'all are crying about something you can fix and getting mad about not being able to control others. Oh well, stay mad. It's so it's so brazenly obnoxious. I I. I feel like a liberal. I feel like a liberal. This is the only thing that can get my mouth to open as far as Taylor Swift. (laughs) I am aghast at anyone defending these two pieces of shit. I can't believe two people have agreed that this is a good idea on a plane to listen full volume to their phone when they are in a first class cabin. It looked like it was a business class cabin. Not that it's like business class people should behave better, but kind of. I mean, like you've probably been there before. You know, like, it, it, that's a quiet space. Wait, I, what is one of the rudest things that you experienced on a flight happening next to that you? That happened Does anything next come to, to mind? That happened next to me, but it wasn't a couple. It wasn't two people who agreed. By the way, when two people like this ever agree to do something so oh, insane God. together, Chris likes to say, it reminds me of incest that two, like a brother and sister both had to be like, <laughs> hey, I'm into fucking you. And they had to like both agree. I thought that was a really funny yeah, comment. Yeah. But it is, he's always like, I can't, be- whenever he hears about incest, he's like, I can't believe two people agreed that that was a good idea. Like the odds of yeah. that are wild. 
Um, which means there's probably a lot did, more really... people, single people wanting to fuck their sister or brother out there. <laughs> oh, she didn't. Can really I tell you the worst thing? Yeah. What is the worst me? thing you saw? I think, I think, I think that I can top that. The worst thing for me was <laughs> some lady was changing her baby in the seats in front of us. Mm, not going instead, to the bathroom. Instead of going to the bathroom to change the baby. Did, yeah. did she get confronted? Yes. Thank goodness. By the flight there was attendant? Like a, a very sassy flight attendant that was like, you have to go do that in the bathroom. And then he came over and he like sprayed the area with like air freshener, which <laughs> is also disgusting. Made it a little bit worse. Yeah. No one but, needs to breathe. Air freshener is <laughs> horrible for you, by the way. Like no one should yeah. be using any of that shit. We have been so no. lied to that that is good for us in any oh, way. Yeah. There Go was another my, thing. Uh, Big Al Febreze commercial oh, really? that I put on my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I, it's one of my most underrated Instagram cartoons of all time, but it's Big really? Al doing a Febreze commercial um, where I talk about how Febreze just thinks the world stinks like shit and needs to be sprayed with chemicals. <laughs> it's, it is chemicals, but for somehow we, we convince ourselves that that is really, we should all be huffing it constantly. Just yes. put your face into the pillow you just sp- sprayed with this Procter and Gamble. Doesn't make any sense. Like killing ducks, runoff b- bullshit. That like yes, it's very sad. It's sad that you yeah. think that you need to that your couch stinks like shit. It probably and needs does. To be sprayed with chemicals, but it needs to be cleaned in like a way where that the water runs yeah. through it, not just spraying onto it. Do you know another yes. delusional marketing thing that I talked about last night at a party? Because I was with a I was with a woman who's a vet tech or used to be. She was like, I quit two years ago because it's the most depressing job you can ever imagine as someone who loves animals. Like, you just have to get out of it. And I go, oh, my God, we have the two leading um, occupations of suicides, comedians and vet techs. And I she was dentists. like, I think I think comedians probably if if you were to average the amount of comedians that kill themselves versus comedians that are exist, we'd probably be up there with dentists. But yeah. it's but it's veterans, veterinarians, dentists. And I would say people in show business. Um, kill themselves the most but she was like oh my god yeah we totally are and she was like yeah it was just she goes I be, I was a really happy person and I loved my life and I loved life and I loved animals but I just witnessed so much abuse animal abuse and and I was like I didn't want to make her sadder but I'm like and that those are abusers bringing in their dogs think about all the if you abuse your dog most of the time you're not bringing it in like yeah. that's that's people who would risk getting caught um, so those are the kinder abusers. Ugh. And she said it was just constant. And so she was like a walking zombie uh, after doing it for a few years. And she had to quit. She had to walk away from a job that she loved so much uh, for so many reasons. But, but she just couldn't do it anymore because it was just so um, upsetting. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone needs to be nicer to animals across the board. But um, she was talking about she brushes her dog's teeth every night. All of her dogs. She has three dogs and she brushes all their teeth mm-hmm. every night. And... um and then Chris said something like, oh, you can't just give them that bone shaped as a brush, a toothbrush. And I'm like, oh, yeah, greenies. We all, to the people behind greenies, the evil, evil geniuses behind those toothbrush shaped bones, yeah. you are so deluded. I even believe it. Like, it's shaped like a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't it clean my dog's teeth? She goes, that would be like me telling you to gnaw on something to clean your teeth. Just it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't clean your dog's teeth. Please stop giving them those. Actually, you should be brushing your dog's teeth. I know I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I'm getting a dog soon, but I, I doubt that I would. But that is what everyone should be doing for your dog, mm-hmm. which is insane that we have to do that. But um, And cats. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do that. Final thought. You have, do you brush, do you brush, uh, what's it? Fuzzy's, Fuzzy's teeth? teeth? Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> I use the brush to like, 
like I, I wet it a little bit and then I stroke the side of his head so he feels it's like his mom's tongue. Oh. But now I have to like move it over to his mouth. And then I don't you're know like your mom's about work. to get funky with you. She's <laughs> yeah. about to. Are you into this too? Are these two into the same thing? Oh my God, what are the odds? (laughs) Wait, what is your daily interaction with Buzzy? I want to know as a cat owner, like how much are you seeing your cat? How much are you interacting with it? How like, because dog owners, it's like you wake up, it's right away dog time. Gotta walk it, gotta feed it, gotta fucking talk to it. And then it's like throughout the day, it's like a constant thing that you need to address now I'm wondering as a cat owner, like how much interaction on a good day do you have with Buzzy in terms of like, maybe it's not a good or bad is negligible. It's just, um, the, what's the most you'll have, have and what's the routine. least? Okay. What's your routine? So the, okay. So what we realized is get the cat on a cat feeder. So we have an automatic cat fever, the feeder that goes off at like six in the morning. So he can, so I don't have to go downstairs and feed him. Otherwise he would be like meowing all over the place because he's up and he's ready yes so now what he does is how did he figure out the cat feeder huh how did he figure it out like he probably thought like (laughs) there's no way i can get food without you being there how did he realize this robot thing is get feeding me or did he just hear because it just it dispenses it and uh like avi recorded a stupid thing that calls him (gasps) oh Wow. Answer my question. Okay, so on the cat feeder, it has that? Like, it has a recording yeah. that goes like... Yeah, so it's just like, here. buzzy, buzzy, come, buzzy, buzzy. It's Whoa. a little bit stupider <laughs> with the things that we call him. That's so cute. Okay, so he figured it out that way. Yeah, and then afterwards, he, he comes, he like zooms to our bedroom and he wants to play a little bit. And by that point, I'm already awake because... At 6 he'll make his like. Yeah, so it's like six, six, like six oh five. What or if you want to sleep in? I I wake up. I have no choice, and then I feel bad. I'm like, oh, he just wants to play. So I take a <laughs> wand that I like, well, hanging I, off the bed with your arm, like kind of still I, lying. Yeah. So it's like a long um, stick, and I stick it underneath my mattress, so I could just like literally put my arm down and just pick just it up, it. and then I just swish the little birdie around, and he pounces it and jumps around and catches it. It's really cute. And then once he's done with that, how long does that go on for? And do you decide when it's done or does he, does he literally go, I'm cool with this now? Like, I feel like animals are never done. No, he's, sometimes he'll do it like three times. Sometimes he'll want to do it more. And then he just goes back down. One, two, three. Like it's like literally 30 seconds. Yeah. And then he goes back down and he eats and then he does his own little thing in the morning. But he just ate, I thought. He doesn't, no, (laughs) he eats a little bit. And then, then comes he comes up, play. wants to feel like he's hunting. Then he goes back and eats the rest. Mm, he's got to know. He's got to earn it. Got it. Yes. And then he'll he'll come back up and um, he usually the purrs. Control on this cat. I love that he's like, I'm going to save some for later. <laughs> like, I, I don't know any don't animal that's this. just, yeah. I need to hunt that bird first three <laughs> yeah. times. Well, that's what I had to, I had to learn. Like, he's cats are not fasting. at all like, like dogs. Even if I put a treat in front of him, he doesn't just scarf it. Like, he can't find it right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he yeah. like has to look for it. What? Yeah, Jack's like that too. Wait, what do you mean? You know how like a dog will just like inhale a treat yeah, like a vacuum anything, if you put it in front of him? And yes. So Buzzy, like I'll, I'll show him the treat and, and then I'll put it down and then he like can't find it on the floor right away. Is it because of his like eyes and perception? Like the cats don't, can't see it? No or is idea. he like playing games with it? No, no, he's not playing. He's, he's dieting. Looking for I it. think he's watching his figure. <laughs> I think he's, he's on his He's empathic. having, yeah, he's, <laughs> 
Oh, no. <laughs> he's, um, uh, that's so cute. Okay, and then what's the rest of the day of the interaction? And then, like? um, you know, he'll have his like morning zoomies and then he pretty much sleeps the rest of the day. And then in the evening, it's pretty much the same routine around his mealtime. So you just have to play with him like so twice. Does, and then when you're like sitting down and watching TV, are you petting him? Like, is he is he around all the time? He, like while you're editing, is he like coming up and rubbing up in your leg and you kind of just touch him a little bit? Does he sit on your lap? Is he walk across your keyboard? Is he like? He'll he, he'll do that. Um, like just like a just a touch. He just gives you a little bit God during the day. It, I want a pet so fucking bad. I just and want then, something to like try to like get my attention and love me. But it's hard with the cat. You have a lot. You have to have a lot of self control because they. It's not like a dog where they'll take any kind of attention that you want to give them. Yeah, they'll let you do it for a little bit and then they're over it. Oh. So you can't like I can't. I just want to like squeeze him so, so much, he but he will I can't. not let the squeezes happen. Like he's. Yeah, they're aloof. He just gives me a little. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Why do they do that? Why are cats so cool? <laughs> I know. Why are cats so hard to get? I don't get it. But it's, 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 it's is that the different... But do you ever get to cuddle with him to the degree that you would like to? Oh, to the degree that I would like to? No. No, it's never mm-hmm. going to last that long. And he will like fight and claw to get away if you want it longer? He he never claws in a way where it hurts me. It's just almost like a little bit of a warning. Like, okay, I'm sorry I'm asking so blanket. many dumb cat questions, but when you enter into your home, does he greet you? Is there like, yes, I'm excited to see you, like, and then like, yeah, he just like about getting a cat. No, not even for a second, because uh, I don't want to uh, get that weird microbe that like gets in your body if you have cats. Like you get a yeah, you get a bacteria. You, well, that's in the cat's urine that makes you uh, crazy. Like well, you just the smell Chris, of cat urine more. Just make Chris clean the litter box and then no we it. don't no it. it doesn't matter <laughs> no it's like you're still gonna I don't get want, it. I just that idea of that bacteria I probably still I probably already have it because I've been around cats before but I just the idea that they could give me something I don't already have I don't like that um and oh. it just mm-hmm. it kind of it, it makes me think of like a little worm going like through my brain I just like yeah. it makes me feel weird but I do and, and <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm thinking about getting a bird or um, I was even thinking about getting hamsters or like something easy. But um, I do have my I have a, a dog that is seven years old whose owner died at the age of 32. I don't know the circumstances, Aww. but it was just Aww. surrendered and it's very confused. And it's seven years Aww. old. So it has another half of its life Aww. to live. It's like God middle aged. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's so sweet. And so I might get to see that. I'm going to LA. Um, I'm presenting at the Emmy Awards, the Creative Arts Emmy Awards. Let me be specific. It will be oh. airing on FFXX on January 10th, I think, but I'm shooting it on wow. January 7th, which is my sister's birthday. Um, and you know, we almost won a Creative Arts Emmy. We Nikki. did for Not Wait, Safe Digital so Team. Not Safe Digital oh. Team. Brian Frangie had to present to the Emmy um, Society with me and Zoe. Yeah, yeah. Zoe Clark. We both had to present to the Emmy committee and uh, we did not know what we were getting into. I, I can't even imagine the people that were in that room. There was like 12 people in that room. They were probably so much more important than I, than I realized at the time. But me and Zoe had to go in there and do a little presentation. Um, we did a fine job with the presentation. It was, it was just a little naive because when we got there, we were like, okay, I think we might have a shot at this. You know, it's either us or at midnight, right? And there was a presentation going on in the room before us. And when they finished, the pre- presenter exited the room. And then it was like our turn. It was like going in for a job interview. Guess, I don't know if Nikki probably knows the answer, but guess who walked out of the room who presented 
right before us, me and Zoe, two no-name digital producers. Who walked out of the room? I mean, Chris Hardwick? Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt was the one to present right before us. So he does his thing. He's presenting about some band thing he was doing. Oh, yeah. Hit record Joe. Yeah, and then Brian and Zoe come in after Joseph Gordon-Levitt and try to convince them that we deserve a Creative Arts Emmy for making Snapchats about pussies. Um, Yeah. God, there's those moments in life where you go, I am in over my head and I don't belong yes. here. And it's I had no idea. I bet you Joseph like Shonda Rhimes was in that room or something. I, 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 I didn't even know who any of the people were because they were so were behind the so scenes Were you so nervous? After, or were That's you, the thing. You didn't we weren't care. that nervous because we didn't, didn't know what the know. fuck what we were getting into. We didn't know Joseph <laughs> Gordon-Levitt was going to be presenting and we didn't know who we I were talking to. I all of to. those people have that day as the last day the day on the last day of their life where they have to go back and they watch that day it. and they have to re-watch your presentation yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's which I'm sure was yes Can really you believe cute that the guy who made that presentation is the same guy who blew up all those buildings in Oklahoma or whatever wait what I was creating a scenario where I became a terrorist <laughs> uh, and then they had to rewatch it anyway you went it didn't back work to out. Oklahoma <laughs> I don't know. You, I, you finished the I, job you started? <laughs> I, yeah, I ran out of steam. Uh, um, I do want to update. Kirsten texted back. Oh, what'd she say? She said, hi, Brian. Which I don't know. I guess you told her that I texted. Yeah, I said mm-hmm. you just got a random text from Brian Frangie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, hi, Brian. Yes, sure thing. Just come by tomorrow and bring the car. She's great. Yeah, yeah, she, she said, maybe I'll be getting a car today. I'll stay safe in the car. <laughs> um, she yeah. said to me, bah-ha-ha-ha-ha, LOL, podcast. Yes, <laughs> she, she'll hear this. She listens to the pod, so I like that she'll hear herself being texted on the pod. Um, I was just about to say, oh, can I just say um, I watched the movie May, December on Netflix? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. I oh. cannot believe. Oh, no. They're hoping. They're hoping that's an award winner. Are you joking me? That's like their big play for to win uh, awards is, is made. Well, they've got the star power in it. And that's not yeah. to say that Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore didn't do an amazing job in those roles. But that fucking movie. Besties <laughs> who have seen it. Are you with me? Were you satisfied with that ending? Spoiler alert. It's a bad ending. It gives you <laughs> fucking nothing. It's, it ends in the middle of it. Like, there's no feeling you get at the end of it. I kind of like movies that leave you hanging. I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate a movie going against like what a movie should do and give you some kind of uh you know, concluding uh moment of like, oh, thank god they got together. I like movies where people don't end up together. I love Romeo and Juliet where they both fucking die at the end. I love that shit. Mm. But this is just nothing happens. It's so dumb. Uh, and artsy. Julianne Moore gave the character a lisp because in the movie Julianne Moore plays a woman who had an affair with her student, a Mary Kay Letourneau. This is basically the story of Mary Kay Letourneau, who had an affair with her sixth grade student. And hell yeah. And then, yeah, hell yeah. And then um, had his baby and everything. So this is this woman. She is now living with this man that she had an affair with. And now he is my age and she is much older and they have kids together and they are like, they live in this community and Natalie Portman is going to play her in a movie. And so Natalie Portman is this actress that comes out to follow her around and like study her life. And Julianne Moore gave the character a lisp so that Natalie Portman would have something to do pretty much. But she gave her a lisp halfway through the movie. 
suddenly Chris and I are watching this and we go, does she have a lisp? And we go, what? You can tell that like she may have, maybe they shot the scene that we're talking about where the lisp comes out maybe first. And then she goes, oh, this is a little much. I'm going to lay off it for the rest of the movie. And then, Mm. but it's so strong from halfway through the movie, maybe three quarters of the movie and then till the end. It's like, it's seriously (laughs) like this. It is this pronounced. And it is not noticeable even before that. So then, Nellie Portman is really getting into character. So she starts doing it a lot. It's um, really, that's really weird. Even though it's a good choice, had it been consistent, I, I, I just think that it was a weird choice to have it show up halfway through. Maybe I'm the only one that only noticed it halfway through, but I know I'm not because Chris also only noticed it halfway through. And we both looked at each other at the same time and go, what was that? What did she just say? Why does she have a list? What's going on? Like, did, maybe she had a, a tooth operation that day she shot this, this scene. Nope. It's in all the other scenes too after that. Also, um, it's, what else did I have? There's the ending is dumb. Oh, oh my God. The music, my God, the music. It mm. takes itself so seriously throughout the movie. There is this piano that goes like bang, 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 bang. Like, but it is so overdone. And every scene, it, 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 at first you think it's funny. Like they're making fun of like a movie that does that. It was whoever no, did the movie, movie Deep Water. I go, there has to be, this person did this movie too because it is so taking itself too seriously when it's not that good. And let me just say, I've never written a movie. So if you were watching this, if someone in your life sent this to you and you're part of the movie, that is a bad friend who sent this to you who like <laughs> sends you criticism of your movie. So you should get that friend out of your life if, if you are watching this and someone told you to watch it. Um, also, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I've never made a movie. I've never written a movie. A movie I would write would probably be horrible. I probably would. Mm-hmm. I definitely would use better music. The irony is in the movie that Natalie Portman is making within the movie, right? Julianne Moore's son is like this kind of guy that he was, he was a son from her first marriage. And he's like, yeah, my mom's fucking, she blew up our family, man. And he's kind of like, looks like Machine Gun Kelly and he's kind of like a rebel. And he's talking to Natalie Portman's character and he threatens Natalie Portman's character because he goes, you know, I could go to the press about um, you and my mom and, and ruin this whole movie. Unless, of course, you hire me as, you know, I was looking into movies and I heard there's a thing called a musical director. And he's like in a fucking cover band. And so uh-huh. he's like, he finds, he's musical. So he's like, so I heard there's this job called musical director. I was thinking maybe if you get me in that job in that movie, maybe I can make these allegations disappear. And she's like, I'll see if what I can do. I guess she was practicing <laughs> the lisp at that point. So she, she didn't have the lisp in May, but she did in December. In, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Brian. Me, December. <laughs> um, and so <sighs> she, uh, but then the irony is they need a different, they should have hired that guy for this movie because this bing, Bong, bing, bong. <laughs> you guys have got to watch it just so you hear this music it's because it's so comical. Art movie bullshit. Oh, that it is pretend- so that. No one wants and then wins all the awards. It, if this wins win awards, award. I'm, I'm out of Hollywood. I am leaving. I, I'm not joking you. If this is what is considered this to be an amazing movie, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I can't pretend like this shit is good. Natalie yeah. Portman's incredible. She's a great actress. She has to, at one point, simulate having sex with a teenager in a pet shop. She's literally like humping the air, like, uh, uh, like simulating what it would be like to fuck a teenager because she goes to the pet shop where the woman 
woman had an affair with the teen and got caught. And so she goes to the pet shop and she's like, um, can I just look around a little bit? And I love in movies whenever someone's investigating something and it's at an old like hardware store in the back room. They just let the journalist go in by themselves. Like the guy doesn't stay there with them. They're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. look around, you know, make yourself at home. And it's like, this is the back of a pet shop of a working business. You're just letting this actress into. So then she sits down in the corner and just starts humping the air. And I looked at Chris and I go, this is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever had to watch in my life is this girl, <laughs> Natalie Portman, a beloved, amazing actress, Black Swan, Where the Heart Is, other movies, Star Thor, Wars, Star Wars. She's been in Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, the, uh, the, what's that one movie where she played a little girl and it was kind of like flirty with the older man? Yeah, that, that one. one. Yeah. The, the, the professional. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is our Natalie Portman and you're putting her in this. It just doesn't. It's just it's not a good place to be. Movies aren't cutting it from. This is why I don't see movies anymore. All I want to see is concert footage at movies now. I just want to go see Beyonce. <laughs> I want to go see live events at movies. Because There's still good movies. There's I'm still sure good there movies. are. Oh, I'm but sure there what, are. They're not, Where Marvel, are they? they're not Marvel movies. They, they Those have jumped the this shark. This isn't neat either. I need people to watch yeah. May, December. Besties, will you, you write like to Barbie? me about May, May, December? I loved Barbie. That's a good yeah. point. Loved Barbie. Besties, yeah. write to me good movies to watch. By the way, I watched my favorite movie the other day and I watched it with Chris. It was oh, put out shit. in 2020. Attitude. And it is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I watched it seven times and it is, it, this is how you make a fucking movie and it's called The Worst Person in the World. It's on Hulu for uh-huh. free. It is a Norwegian yeah. film and it is incredible. This movie made December. If you disagree with me, I am not going to hate you. I want to hear why you think this movie is good. I cannot believe anyone would walk away from this and think if this wins awards, I'm not kidding you. I will leave Hollywood. I I'm yeah. done. I That's will walk away and I will start a, a pet store movie. where a old woman will have sex with the teenager in the back room. I really will. It will be a pet store because I don't sell pets, but it'll be you a pet watch rescue. on a plane without headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> May, December. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, you don't watch it without you watch it without headphones because you keep the headphones plugged in, but you take them out of your ears because this is a movie best watched just watching actresses act without the sound coming out of their mouth, oh, which yeah. is a list that they that. choose halfway through the film. Even though I love Julianne Moore, she kissed me once on a red carpet. Uh, speaking oh. of a red carpet, it was a red carpet for a Joseph Gordon-Levitt film called, um, what was the one he wrote about the porn addiction? Don Juan. It was awesome. Oh. That's a great mm-hmm. movie. Scar- Scarlett Johansson is also in it. I don't know why Julianne Moore was there, but she was there. Maybe she's in the movie. She kissed me on a red carpet on the lips. It was amazing. It was during Nick and Sarah Live. We were interviewing people on the red carpet and she just went in for mm. it. We were doing a bit and she is the coolest. I love both those actresses. Listen, I've been in shitty things too and this is just one of those things and maybe it changed my mind. If you made May, December, if you have anything to do with it, I am so sorry. I've made shitty things too. It's okay. We're allowed to make mistakes. Bing, bong, <laughs> bing, bing. Bong, bing, bong. Please just go listen to it. Just pull it up the first minute you hear the bing, bong, bing, bong. And that same music goes throughout the movie. It's so funny. I love it. I think I'm going to watch it again. Honestly, it might be a good film. All right, guys, I got to go. At first, I thought it might be a comedy about movies like this, but no, it was just this movie. It was probably written by AI, to be honest with you. Got (laughs) to go. Thank you for enjoying the show. We will see you in the new year. Can't wait to see you then. Uh, Don't be good. Happy New Year, everybody. And Happy Happy New Year. Uh, come see me in uh, this this weekend in um, in Denver Sunday and Monday I believe New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve I might have those days confused but it's New Year's Eve Eve and New Year's Eve December thirtieth and thirty first at the Paramount I will see you there besties can't wait to see you can you believe that twenty twenty four was the best year of 
all three of our <gasps> lives. I can't believe that 2024 was the best year of all of our lives, creatively, um, personally, emotionally, yes. physically. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. Was it. All that tooth pain you had in 2023, it evaporated in 2024. And I can't it believe did. almost instantly, too, which is crazy. It's it was like just that calendar turn. Incredible. And I can't believe I'm gonna win that Emmy um for that for the special. I mean, I can't believe I won it already in the future. That's so wild that we both I hope it's the creative arts Emmys. You don't have to introduce something for May, December. I, this is gonna come back to bite me. I just For feel best it. Use but of I just want to reiterate: culture. I do bad things too. Okay, we're all allowed to do bad things, and bad things are more interesting than good things. So thank you for being bong oh, bang bing. Okay. Yeah. Um. All, all right, right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you next year. Don't be kidding. Just have a great new year. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control. Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show.